0: Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, Jamie Thomas of Jets TV, Jets Radio Analyst. He will stop by to give us the lowdown on the Canucks at Jets Saturday night. We had some technical issues during it. We leave it all in because we are authentic here on the CJOB Sports Show. Also, we talked to the top pick of Valor FC in the U Sports Draft, goalkeeper Ryan Yesley. Out of the University of Montreal. That's all on the podcast. We are now joined by Jamie Thomas of Jets Radio. Jamie, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> good, man. Sorry about that. That's okay. We're better, better late than never is my motto in life. So we're on yes, the same page here.
1: It is a hell of a good motto.
0: All right. So the <laughs> Winnipeg Jets have had a few days off. They're going to be nice, well-rested against the Vancouver Canucks. How much... Do you think that's going to be a factor, Jamie, after playing six games in nine days to, mm. to have that couple-day break? Because they're not going to have many breaks like that for the rest of the year, really.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's a reward for all the the, the craziness and the insanity of that opening schedule. Um, I'm also in the fact that you've got another 9 o'clock start, too, is a little bit more resting time. I'm sure lots of players would still have that, like to have that 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock local time start. But, Uh, enough can't be said for rest at any time of year and i know like earlier in the year when the season started they had the covid related issue on that one saturday and had to have practice you know canceled and you know had a quick practice before they flew out to toronto for that for that three game eastern road trip but this is a you know this is a scheduled time off you know you had wednesday you had a great practice thursday another solid practice today so i think it, it does help um you know, anytime you can get, you know, the schedule is so compressed. Anytime you can get some good back-to-back practices to get your systems going, things are going very well for them on the ice right now uh, in games. But you still have to hammer home a lot of your of your systems and and, and the like like that. So it's it's to me it's very important that they had this time off and, and and clearly the more practice the better.
0: So we're looking at the same team tomorrow that we saw in. Uh, the Edmonton game on Tuesday at least mm-hmm. that's what the, how the line stacked up at practice today yeah uh, the second line right now Jamie that's kind Woo! of the talk of the town isn't it the the <laughs> production of that grouping has been amazing the last few games
1: yeah and you know originally when you know Paul Maurice added Andrew Copp on the left side of Paul Stastny and Nikolai Ehlers is for a de- defensive aspect right and you know, of course, Paul Stastny is no shrub in his own end, very intelligent, knows where to go and, and the like. But to, to think that Andrew Kopp is there for a defensive aspect is kind of crazy considering the offense that he's producing right now. And I think Nikolai Ehlers is, I don't I don't want to say reinvigorated, but I think, you know, he's the guy now, um, you know, with Patrick Laine kind of out of town. And whenever they're on the same line together, it's almost seemed like, the, you know, and I think he would probably admit he was looking for Patrick Laine a lot. And for good reason. One of the best shots in the National Hockey League. Why aren't you going to try and get him the puck? But now he's almost like the driver of this line. And two very good players are getting the puck. And Andrew Kopp and Paul Stastny on, on his line as well. But man, he's been magnificent. And he's going into the dirty areas, the hard areas that maybe you're guilty of not going to as much in, in, when you're younger. Uh, clearly, it's a little bit more intimidating when you're younger as well. But he's not shying away from that as well. And it's it's been magnificent to watch this, this trio go together. And you know, when the handful that is the Conor McDavid line is taken up by Mark Scheifele and Blake Wheeler, that's a lot of responsibility. Pretty hard for you to produce nine times out of ten when you're going up against that line. So at some point, some line's going to free up. And the fact that they were matched up with Leon Draisaitl's unit for a, a good chunk of that two-game series says everything you know that there's still that reliability, even with Adam Lowry's line sitting in the in the background too. So it, it has been something to watch. You wanted to keep up because, man you know, the options that you have. And then you start asking yourself when Pierre-Luc Dubois does come in the lineup and this is line still trucking, where does he fit in? And clearly he's a centerman and uh, and a good one at that. So that's a that's a fantastic issue to think about. But so many so many avenues and so many directions this can go before Pierre-Luc Dubois is actually eligible to join the Winnipeg Jets. Um, but, man, it's it's been a fun ride so far watching the Stastny line go to work.
0: One of the obvious questions about that line and just about the Jets production as a whole is okay so the last you've played seven games and five have been against Edmonton and Ottawa right and Ottawa's bad and Edmonton's mm. defense is bad so yeah. the the question is what happens when they face a better team Vancouver is defensively also not not very good but yeah uh, we know coming up they're eventually going to have to play Montreal and Toronto a bunch of times and those are the two teams right now that have kind of separated themselves from the pack but the the counter argument to that Jamie is well most of the teams in this division defensively have some issues, so yeah. if you're just scoring a bunch of goals. That's most of the games, right? So you got to, you just got to beat the team that's in front of you. And for the Jets, yeah. if they have to win every game six four. It seems like they're equipped to do that right now.
1: Yeah, and here's another thing too. When the, the conversation gets into, oh, it was only Edmonton, it's only Ottawa. Okay, still two points. It's irregardless of who you're playing against, you still have to go out there and get get it done. And they and they have done that. Yes. They had a tough time against Toronto, but there's a lot of things that went into that and um, that we've already touched on here, and it's the early part of the season. Yes, you're going to have to face Montreal at some point, but you're going to be a lot bigger up front. You're going to be a lot uh, deeper at center by the time you run into the Montreal Canadiens too as well, and you have a very good series looking just past Vancouver to kind of see where you are, and yeah, Calgary's had their issues as well, but... It's still kind of like a playoff test-worthy type team, and we've seen that already. We saw it last year in the qualifying round. They're tough to play against, so you got to get sense of where you are. But I think a lot, you know, with the the goals per game average for teams in the northern division, a lot of people are saying the north doesn't play doesn't play defense. Uh, a lot of it has to do with the talent up front on every team in in this in this division. And yeah, Ottawa's had their issues, but you can't argue with the the guys they have up front. They do have a lot of talent. They're a little bit thinner in that aspect than a lot of teams in the division, but they still have some pretty good skilled players uh, in, on the Ottawa Senators roster. It it is a tough division. It's going to be grinding at sometimes. But man, you know, each night Paul Murray's pointed out today, every time you go up against another team, it's another type of system you have to go up against, and you have to adapt your game. And it, I mean, it's a one-off with Vancouver, so who knows what we're going to see tomorrow night. And I know they've beaten them 10 straight times. Um, they've done it pretty easily uh, most nights, but then I remember Lauren Bressois' 40-save shutout in Vancouver when the Canucks clearly should have won that game um, right before the Christmas break, I believe it was 2019. So it is a challenge every night, and it is something to behold, and I think That's a big reason why I've had a hard time watching other games right now because you're just so, I'm so, okay, Montreal and Calgary are playing, i got to watch this. You're kind of oblivious to kind of everything else that's happening because the hockey's been so good.
0: Well, it's one of the weird aspects of this season just as a person who follows and covers hockey is that it's almost like it's a separate league up here. Because yeah, th- we're we're almost it's like we have to remind ourselves. Oh, there there are a bunch of other games going on. Not tonight. There's only one, but most yeah. nights there's a bunch of other games, and it's almost like those are completely secondary, and you almost forget about them. Do you find that yeah. too?
1: Totally. And you know, don't you remember that before interleague play in baseball, it was the National League and American League, and you never saw anybody else from the other league until the, the World Series? This is exactly like that. We are. The Jets aren't going to see anybody until May. Uh, and, and the playoffs so it is your own little island and <laughs> certainly with the border no one can cross it <laughs> or without the whole quarantine thing going on it adds another little You're almost it almost feels like we're isolated which we clearly are um, from the United States and, and everything else that's going on and I do check you do check in every once in a while you hear about a great game and you watch the highlights but you're still immediately steered back because you and I we're the rights holders of the Winnipeg Jets, and mm-hmm. our responsibility is to keep track of what's who the Jets are playing against. So it's it's really hard to divvy up your time and go somewhere else. I mean, ordinarily, Florida's coming in here on a Tuesday, and you, you'll you watch their game on Sunday night or something just to see how they're doing. But there's there's – I mean, we're in a fantasy hockey league, and I'm still too busy watching <laughs> – this this <laughs> division to see what's, what else is going on so you uh, try and load up as much northern division players as you can and, and go from there I just traded Patrick line to uh, a buddy of mine for Pierre-Luc Dubois <laughs> one oh for one. in
0: the game <laughs> yeah wow Okay. in the game maybe
1: like, in the game
0: oh, yeah might as yeah. well uh, yeah I yeah. mean I've you you raked me into this fantasy league and I, yeah. I'm not doing too well because <laughs> I have a bunch of players that are on teams that keep getting games postponed, which is just another aspect of this season. And oh. uh, just to that point, uh, Jamie, for, yeah. for Tucker Pullman,
1: who is yeah. no longer
0: on the COVID absence list, what do we know about when he can rejoin the team and when he could possibly play again?
1: The only thing I can like, tell you right now, like it was 14 days, I think. It's been 14 days today since he was put on the list. So automatically, if he's coming back and he's going to skate again, which is a possibility you're not going to put, you're not going to go, Hey Tucker, you've been in quarantine for two weeks and haven't skated and haven't really done a whole lot, but here you go. You're going to play 29, 26 minutes tonight against the Canucks. That's not going to happen. So, uh, they got to get him into game shape. Um, and, 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 and the like, like that, but man, this is, this is something else. It's just like a new adventure every day that you really don't want any part of. And I think for the most part, this franchise and i and pretty much any other team up here and in, in the north has done a good job of taking care of any of those issues um but man it is it is a it is a fire beyond belief down south and um you're just kind of holding on every day time you, anytime you see breaking news going across from the NHL or whatever but uh th- that's my understanding with Tucker Pullman and it, it only makes sense it's common sense he's not going to step right into the lineup even right. Paul was talking today when when Pierre Luc Dubois joins the Jets. 14 days of not really doing that much. Are you, is he automatically playing game on, in Calgary? I don't know. You'd have to think about that for a bit because right. there's also injury issues and getting up to speed with a lot of things as well.
0: Before I let you go, Jamie, one last question. Just on the the fact that they play this one game against the Canucks and then four in a row against Calgary. What do you think the animosity is going to be like by the time that fourth game is? rolling around do you think paul uh, matthew kachuk is going to be on the you know the most wanted list here in winnipeg oh did we lose jamie oh no we lost jamie oh well we'll leave you on that cliffhanger then perhaps we'll we'll find out later on next week about what they're gonna do no jamie's back now do we have jamie again technology here jamie can you hear me
1: yeah, totally, man. I don't. I moved to the wrong side of the bed, I guess, or something. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm deflecting my phone off Mars right now.
0: All right, my last question for you, and then we'll just get this over with because it's we're we're getting the signs from the gods that it's not meant to be. Uh, yeah. the, the fact that they're playing Calgary four times coming up. I asked you if if Matthew Kachuk's going to be on the most wanted list by the time that series is done.
1: <sighs> you you hope not, right? I, I think I've seen I've seen enough of him against the the Maple Leafs and the and canadians when he's when the flames lose and he gets frustrated that that's the best revenge you can always have he might not be public enemy number one he could be the biggest issue for the calgary flames because i feel when he gets off his game and things don't go his way in terms of getting underneath the other team's skin because winning is the best recipe for that type of stuff he gets frustrated and then go it goes completely another direction then you know, you kind of saw his teammates when he left the ice and against Montreal or Toronto the other night against Toronto and Calgary. Uh, you know, he's throwing, he's kind of throwing the bottles around, throwing a stick and stuff. You saw kind of teammates staying back, right? So the only way you can get get away from him being a factor in that aspect is scoring on the power play and winning hockey games, and that takes care of any issue of that. But if if this, I mean, it's going to be tight checking, and there's not going to be any surprise by me if they split these four games coming up and then he could be a factor but man he's you're always looking over your shoulder and it's that old saying you you hate him when he's not on your team and you'd love to have him on your team exactly
0: all right jamie well i'll let you go now thanks for this and we'll see you from a safe distance at the rink tomorrow
1: all right buddy i'll be hanging over top and see if i can see you from a safe distance from a a deck above
0: (laughs) that's jamie thomas jets radio analyst So last night we had Rob Gale, head coach and general manager of Valor FC, on the show to talk about the U Sports Canadian Premier League draft that was happening this afternoon. It has happened. And who did Valor take? Rianne Yesley from the University of Montreal, as well as Tony McHale, defender out of Carleton University. And we're going to be joined right now by Yesley. How does it feel to be drafted into the Canadian Premier League, Rianne?
2: Hi, hi, sir. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Thank you for joining us tonight.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much for the invite. Um, It feels really, really good to be drafted. Uh, Honestly, I'm really honored to be able to be part of this uh, organization. Um, I can't wait to get on the pitch with the guys and and show the coach what I can do. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it.
0: So for someone now that's been, I'm sure, watching the Canadian Premier League for a couple of years now since it Started up. What have you thought of the Canadian Premier League just watching it?
2: Um, honestly, I think the, the level has uh, it has become really, really better um, throughout uh, the, the two years that, uh, that they created it. But um, I, I think really that uh, it's just proving that we have a lot of talent here in Canada and uh, the opportunities really to play professional soccer before with uh, only three clubs in the MLS were really limited. But uh, the fact that the CPL came in, it's, uh, we're able to show that here in Canada we have talent, and and I, I love the idea of uh, of this new league here in Canada, it's giving us so much more opportunities.
0: When did you start playing soccer?
2: Um, I started playing soccer for a team at uh, when I was 11 years old. But um, I always had a ball at my feet. Really, I can't I can't even remember. I think maybe at three years old, I started playing it.
0: And why did you like it when you were so young? What drew you to the game?
2: Honestly, um, it was uh, it was my father who played um, soccer back in Algeria. It's, uh, it's the main sport of of my country. That's where I'm born. Um, and as immigrants here in Canada, he just brought the the culture, the sports culture that he had back in his country. And and that's pretty much it. I just got used to it. It was it was the first sport that my dad introduced me to, and it just sticked until until now.
0: How old were you when you moved here?
2: I was uh, one year and a half, one years old and a half yeah.
0: Did you, have you been back to Algeria?
2: Yeah, yeah, I've been a few times. Um, actually, the the last time I uh, I went back was uh, last summer.
0: And going back now, uh, how much? I guess how different is life there compared to here?
2: It's uh, it's totally different. It's really two worlds that you you can't even compare the. The, the people are different. The mentality is different. Really, um, just and also the way of life, the way of, the lifestyle that you have here is is much much better than than the one that you have in Algeria. Many many opportunities that you have here that you can't have in your in your home country, and that's why I think my parents made a decision to move here. As such a, when I was uh, that young, and it it really paid paid off because I think um, if I would have stayed there. I would, I wouldn't have become the man that I am right now. So I'm really grateful for that. And did
0: you spend your entire upbringing in Quebec?
2: Um, no, actually. So you mean um, in soccer-wise, like my uh, my soccer development? you mean?
0: Know? Yeah, I mean you 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 spent time in the Montreal Impact Academy, right, and at the University of Montreal. So uh, how much, I guess, time did you not spend in yeah. Quebec then?
2: Yeah, so so really, the I was I was at the impact uh, at the academy in 2016-2017, that like for for one year, and um, after that I went to play in Italy for a, a club in fourth division, and we actually happened to to win the championship that year and we got promoted in third division, and um, after that, for many personal reasons and also for uh, the fact that I couldn't go to school at the same time that I was playing soccer over there, I decided to come back here in Montreal and. Uh, Finished my CJE. This is this is the step right after high school that we have in Quebec before uh, you go to university. So I had to finish that. Decided to play with a local club in PSU uh, in Quebec, and then I made my transition to university soccer uh, this year. Actually, so I'm a freshman at the University of Montreal.
0: And obviously, the the sports year was completely wiped away, basically by the pandemic. So what were you able to do? Uh, for your schooling this past year
2: um, honestly not a lot um, you know the, the whole championship was was cancelled we didn't play one single game um, I was able to, to, to train a lot with the team we had uh, we've had a lot of, uh, of trainings uh, at least I would say two months of, uh, of uh, training every day which was great. I got to know to, to know the group, but um, really, uh, I was really disappointed of the fact that we couldn't have the season. and uh, I couldn't represent my university, but you know, it's it's something that is not uh, it's it's out of our control, and we we respected the 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 measures that the government uh, gave us, and and yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: Talking with Ryan Yesley, he is drafted by Valor FC third overall today in the U Sports CPL Draft. He is a goalkeeper. You are six feet seven inches tall. How is life as a very tall man? I'm six five. You've got me beat. How is life as a super tall person?
2: It is. It is. So, you know. You know what the struggle is actually is uh, trying to find the right bed, trying to to find a, a car where where you can fit in the back. Cause you always, you know, you always have to have to use the front seats. But, you know, it's, uh, I consider it as, as a great, great uh, advantage, you know, f- especially for my position. It's, it's helped me out uh, in many, many situations. And, you know, as a goalkeeper, being tall, being so tall, it's, it's a really big gift, and uh, I have to, to, to use it in, in the right way. So I hope uh, I will be able to, to, to develop myself um, at Valorant.
0: When did you decide to be a goalkeeper? Was it right at the start, or did it take a while?
2: No, actually, um, <clears throat> I started um, as a as a hockey goalkeeper. So as, as a hockey goalie um, when I was young. So before uh, before, as I told you, I started playing soccer at eleven in a in a club because um, my parents couldn't afford to to put me in a in a in a in a team. So I, I used to like really hockey, and I used to be a goalie in hockey, and I just you know transferred that uh, that passion that i had for hockey and soccer and um and hockey was a much more expensive sport at the time so i just opted for 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 soccer goalkeeper and my dad was actually as i said he was a player in in algeria a soccer player in algeria but he was actually a goalkeeper too so i had a pair of gloves uh, in my uh, in my house and one day i just decided to to put them on and and i just kept them until, until now
0: is there any overlap between the skills of a hockey goalie compared to being a soccer goalie?
2: Well, um, I was, you know, I was. A, I said I was a, that I was a, a, a hockey goalie, but uh, you know, I never had the, the whole equipment. I've never, I never played uh, on a, on ice. It was just really for fun. I started really as a, as a hockey goalie, so I don't really know a lot about that um, that uh, position and, uh, in that sport. But you know, there's there's some things that you can transfer in both sports. I think like the, just the the in hockey you react a lot really quickly, small movements for for pucks, pucks that that come really really quickly. And in, in soccer it's the same thing. Sometimes when when the ball is is inside your box and um, you have to deal with a with a quick shot coming in, you have to use these reflexes. And I think you can transfer some abilities in in hockey in, in, uh, in, and as a, as a hockey goalie uh, into a soccer goalkeeper for sure
0: now have you been to winnipeg before
2: no no actually i haven't it's, uh, it would be my first time
0: okay and do, have you talked to the team about when your first trip would be here or is that all depending on covid and how the restrictions are in a couple of months
2: it is, it is actually, depending on, on the, the the restrictions, but um, the CPL said that normally the season should start the, on the 22nd of May, and um, I think the, the pre-season camp should be uh, in around April, so it should be there that, uh, that I would have to, to fly to Winnipeg.
0: Well, I appreciate you taking time to join me tonight on the show. Congratulations again on being drafted into the Canadian Premier League. Stay safe, and hopefully we see you here in Winnipeg in a few months.
2: Thank
0: you very much, sir. Thank you for having me. And it's Rayan Yesley. He is a goalkeeper, drafted third overall today by Valor FC in the U Sports draft. He called me sir multiple times, and that feels weird. But he is seven years younger than me, so I guess that's okay. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell. Or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I dig you're out of luck. But Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast, please. Subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?